Let's get ready to barbecue! Cowboy Kev here, welcoming you to the Man Meat Barbecue Show with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is proudly brought to you by Fire and Smoke Barbecue, catering and seasonings. You can check them out at fireandsmokebbq.com to order up all your seasonings, or if you're in the Chicago area, check out their catering menu. Looking for an instant read thermometer but without the crazy price tag? Check out Thermapro, the best-selling, most affordable thermometers on Amazon. With the introduction of the new Thermapro TP19, you can now get your hands on an ultra-fast instant read thermometer with all the features you could want, like waterproof, two-second timing, and highly accurate. And it's even got a backlit rotating display. And it's only $24.99. And even better, if you head over to AmazonTP.com backslash manmeat, and use the code MANMEATBBQ at checkout, you'll get an extra 15% off. 15% off of $24.99. You can't beat that. Are you a caterer? Maybe you own a restaurant. Or do you just want to cook the best damn barbecue on the block? Look no further than Myron Mixon Smokers, made right here in the USA. Myron Mixon Smokers has a full line of smokers, from the H2O water smokers all the way to the barbecue pellet cookers, and everything in between. Check them out at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And don't forget to tell them Mikey K sent you. And now, please welcome your host, Mikey K. What's up, guys? So we are hanging out with Abe from iCrush Barbecue Show. It's iCrush BBQ Show on Instagram. iCrush BBQ uh, Show basically... For any any uh, everywhere. everywhere, right? Um, I was trying to say any pot everywhere you download your podcasts at. Um, check him out. Make sure you uh you start listening. Give this guy a listen. He's got some fantastic guests. He's uh he's a great dude. That's why we're getting him on the show. So Abe, dude, I want to say thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Man, first of all, I'm so excited to be on your show, dude. I'm a big fan. Dude, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. No, I, man, I'm just a regular guy. I'm a fanatic. I'm a barbecue fanatic. Nothing special about me. Uh, my wife is always saying, man, you're like the Kim Kardashian of barbecue. You don't even really cook barbecue, and you're over here, and you have a podcast, and you're going everywhere so let me man, ask this, you this, this question. all started do, do you yeah. do you have kim kardashian's ass though because if you do i mean we've got something <laughs> i got the bump but it's on the, the other side oh okay so you got you got the barbecue <laughs> you got the bar kim kardashian barbecue bump there you go yeah man uh you know uh, but uh, hey, it's it's a lot of good eating, man. That that I've had matters. to work on to get that. Bump. It's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, man. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm born and raised in Texas, uh, actually West Texas in Abilene, and um, you know, I uh, I ended up moving out to Austin uh, at uh, probably in '99, and was there for the last several years until about two two and a half years ago, I moved out. To California, and uh, for for work, I work in IT. I'm in I'm in sales, and uh, you know, moving out here, um, I started missing my barbecue. Like you know, like growing up and in and, and living 
all my life in Texas, where especially in the Austin area where I lived the last 17 years, it was like, man, I can go anywhere down the street any any day of the week and have great barbecue. So moving to a place where I can't do that was just uh, makes it rough. It was, yeah, it was pretty freaking rough, man. So uh, yeah, man. I mean, what I had to do was was really um, find out where the good barbecue was because I knew that I knew that there was some out here. I called one of my buddies up back at home, uh, Brett at Brett's Backyard Barbecue. Called him up. I'm like, hey, man. I'm missing my barbecue out here. Uh, do you know anything, anyone or anybody out here? And he gave me a couple of names. He said, man, go check out these guys. They're underground barbecue. Uh, one was Trudy's underground barbecue. The other one was Moose craft barbecue. And I'm like, um, I went, uh, did the whole underground scene. Trudy's is like, you hit him up on Instagram yep. and he gives, he gives you an address. Yeah, Man, it's like I a two. it's like a drug yeah, drove- deal, dude. That's the coolest thing about him. Uh, you know, when we had him on the show, the guy first of all, the guy's a fantastic fucking human. Um, and yeah. he was like, dude, he's like the shadier I could make a brisket drop off. He's like the better. He's like, I'd be like, meet me in the alley, two o'clock. I'll see you there. He's like, and I'd stand like around the corner and be like, hey, I got your brisket. it's crazy man and you know what a a lot of people have kind of done the same thing you know that so that helped me kind of dig in right and and you know i went to moose later and and got in this long ass line and i'm like okay here's the good barbecue so i found out that there was a big underground scene out here in california and i'm like all right it's time to start hitting these underground barbecue spots and uh, and that's what kind of brought me to the podcast, you know. So uh, under uh, um, uncovering all this great barbecue was just incredible. So yeah, man, that's that's what kind of brought me uh, to this whole barbecue uh, podcast scene. Hey, no, I think it's I think it's fantastic. So how long have you had your par- uh, your barbecue podcast? So my podcast just started in February earlier this year. Um, and I kind of kicked it off with a couple of, uh, of stories from, uh, from actually my, uh, my, my area, West Texas. Um, I had, uh, uh, the shed market, which is in Abilene, Texas. And then, um, I had one, uh, out of, uh, out of, um, West Texas that's, uh, called Embers Barbecue and, uh, and then really hit California and, uh, actually Bert Bachman from, from. Trudy's Underground Barbecue told me that uh, Ragtop Fern was the guy that he first saw doing it out here in California and kind of inspired him to do it. And that was my first California interview. And uh, he's a he's an awesome, awesome guy. This guy works for UPS. He's been there for like 13, 14 years and cooks out of the front of his house like on a random Saturday. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he was my very first interview. Um, doesn't aspire to open a restaurant, uh, or anything like that, but, um, you know, he's, he's cooked for Jay Leno and he's, he's had some pretty cool opportunities and, uh, yeah, man, there's so many really cool stories out here that, uh, that, that need to be told, you know, and, uh, and we're doing it, you know, there's, there's, there's so many cool characters. 
I think that, I mean, first of all, it's really cool that you've joined the podcast game. Um, and I think it's really cool that, you know, you're sitting and talking to people about barbecue and you're, you know, you're getting, you're getting all these people together and getting people known about them. I, I just think that's super cool. Yeah, man. And, and again, you know, it goes back to me just being a big fan. Um, you know, every barbecue scene or every barbecue restaurant, every pop-up, you know, any, anybody that's trying to do a business need people like me. Right. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I'm, I, I'm the guy that buys the t-shirts and the hats that stands in line for two or three hours that buys your food. I'm the guy that goes to the festivals. I'm the guy that drives two and a half hours or, or that'll go on a run to go to five or six different places and, uh, and buys food from all of these folks and then throws it up on Instagram and, and shares. Right. So just took it a step further, um, to start a podcast and say, Hey, you know, why not get the word out? And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I love about podcasts like yours and and some of the other ones that I listen to is you get to find out a bunch of really cool stuff about these folks. And then you also hear the stories of, you know, all the struggles that they went through and, and, um, you know, and their, and struggles that they're still going through. And, um, you know, you talk about their team and their family and what drives them, what motivates them. And it's just a lot of feel good stories. And, uh, and that's what we try to have on, on our show is uh is just you know just to kind of tell those stories and and some of these especially some of these unknown folks that are just kind of coming up i i mean i i think what you're doing is awesome and i think that's one of the things that like with this podcast with which is what we try to do is we try to talk to everybody um i don't know how many times people have been like you want to talk to me for your podcast like i know they'll be like i'm a nobody and i'm like do you barbecue and they're like yeah i'm like fantastic Let's sit down and talk. You know what I mean? It, it's just like yeah. they don't they, like to me. It's like I don't care if you're the you know the dude that's crushing the competition scene right now. If you own fifteen different restaurants, or if you're the dude sitting in your backyard cooking on your Weber. Like I just want to chat barbecue, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what I think is is cool about this show. Is we don't I don't really discriminate. There's no size. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be like some big barbecue name for me to for me to sit and chat with you. Yeah, man. I, what I love about yours and and some of these other guys that actually do barbecue, so you can get in the weeds with a lot of these guys and talk a lot of about temperatures and talk about you know all the different pits and the different styles and the you know. You, I love, you know, Robert Moss was one of my, one of my favorite interviews that you had, you know, this historian, right. Talking about the history of barbecue and, and and Sterling Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Sterling Smith. So much. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, so it's a, it's a different point of view. Um, You know, mine is a different point of view than yours, but I love yours because, um, like I said, you, you're, you're getting in the weeds with all these guys and you're able to talk I- intelligently about, you know, the whole process and everything like that. Whereas mine is just like, man, I'm a fan and I want to learn your story and let's, you know, let's chat about it. And, you know, how many kids you have and this and that, you know, so, you know, it, it's it's 
it's it's made me or it's put me in a in a in a position where I've actually uh you know as a fan you want to meet all the you, you see these pitmasters almost like rock stars you know like man I just want to I want to meet them I want to you know get close to them and talk to them and after listening them listening listening to them on a podcast you feel a connection with them and you're like man I hope I get to meet this person and uh you know thankfully I have I've I've met so many we just had the uh, LA Food Bowl out here in California uh with Adam Perry Lang had Sam Jones and Pat Martin and Billy Durney um and some of our local folks like uh Moosecraft was here and uh uh Crazy Kai's and uh and Horn Barbecue I mean, it's it's like, dang man, I'm I'm getting to meet all these legends, and getting to chat with them, and 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 like you reiterate on your show a lot, it's a family thing, right? You you feel like you're in the middle of some kind of big family reunion. It definitely is, and I I, I think one of the biggest crazy things is, man, the minute you kind of sit and get to be around these people, um, and and I think it it just it's pitmasters chefs people that barbecue in general um they make you feel very at home it, it, it's a very family feeling you know what i mean like you said it's like a family reunion and even when you're first meeting them like you give it 15 20 minutes and right away the jokes start flying you start hanging out it starts to become like relaxed you know what i mean it's not this like insane high pressure situation anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people will ask me, um, Hey, do you barbecue, man? Uh, you know, you should get into it, man. I'm like, you know, I'm a fan for a reason. <laughs> I've seen these guys bust their, <laughs> these guys bust their ass, man. Barbecuing ain't easy. And you, you know, being in Texas, I didn't have to barbecue because any day of the week I could go and find good barbecue. When I moved out here, that wasn't the case. So I went out, bought me a big green egg and, and, you know, um, my boys over at, uh, at, um, at heritage barbecue or, or I'm sorry at, um, God, what, uh, yeah, at, at, at uh, I'm sure we can edit. <laughs> Oh, that's the At beautiful Harper thing about Barbe this show. There's no edits. Here yeah. we go. So Harper Barbecue. <laughs> yeah, Harper Barbecue. Heritage Barbecue is my buddy Danny Castillo and Brenda Castillo, who are fantastic. They are they are um, probably the hottest uh, uh, barbecue business right now. They're about to open a business out in Orange County, so that's why they're fresh in my mind. But Harper Barbecue is building pits out here, okay. um, you know, and that's like. Heck, somebody's building pits out here. Um, Fat Stack Smokers is another a big pit builder out here. But Harper Barbecue is is one of my first interviews that I had, and uh, these guys are going to open a restaurant, but they're building pits and they're sending pits all over. They they even have guys that are in the top fifty, uh, the Texas Monthly, um, that they build pits for. And um, Hart Barbecue out in Kansas City has an order with them. And so does Horn out in San Francisco. So these guys are building a lot of pits, and um, they're actually building me a little backyard pit. So nice. I guess eventually I'm going to start cooking some, and I do cook a little. I've I've cooked a few brisket and ribs and pulled pork and whatnot, 
But, you know, I prefer the pros to do it and, you know, not have to work so hard. You know, I will say it's funny. Um, I cook professionally. Uh, it, it's now it, – barbecue is full-time for me. It's what I do. Um, we, you know, they Congratulations, by the way. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it's, you know, it's what we do. We, we, we cook full time, uh, being in the kitchens, just, uh, it's therapeutic for me, um, commercial or, uh, home kitchens. And, um, <clears throat> what I think I, I, anyone that has worked in a commercial kitchen and they say, you know, they're like therapeutic. Yep. I, I enjoy the chaos. I enjoy the craziness. Uh, that's just, it, it feeds me, it drives me and I keep going off of it. So, um, it's very interesting how people will react to food. You know what I mean? And it's not its not that I have like a crazy amazing food. I, I think our food is very good. I think, I, I think I'm a very skilled pit master in that sense. Um, I know I can, I, I can make good food. But it's just crazy when somebody comes up to you and they're like, this is like the best ribs I've ever had. These are the best... Mm-hmm you know, wings I've ever had. These are the best, this is the best, you know, brisket I've ever had. And it's just like, okay. It, it like it, it, it's almost hard to take that compliment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause it's such a humbling a experience. B it's like, I just want to feed people and mm-hmm. I, I'm getting to do that. And then it just makes it kind of, I don't know. It, it's like weird to me. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's like normal for everybody else, but I, I get very like, if you guys ever come out to a pop-up and you start talking to me and you start complimenting my food and I'm just like, uh-huh, like I'm, I'm appreciating every moment of it. I just, I, I think it's just like, I'm just like, uh, I don't know what to say back to you besides thank you. Like that's the only <laughs> thing I know what to say at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, so a little kind of backstory about myself is, yeah, I've been in the IT industry for the last 20 years, but um, I can relate to everybody because I did open a restaurant in 2009 um, with my wife and I, and uh, we were doing um, um, pollo asado, so chicken over, um, over uh, live fire. Yep. So I bought this badass live fire grill, um, and uh, we cooked with mesquite. And, uh, and we did, uh, we did chicken and we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Um, I know I could cook good chicken and, and we opened it up and we had lines at the beginning. And then, you know, I had no idea how to run a business. I had, you know, I was just, I still had my full-time it job and I was traveling back and forth quite a bit. I spent all my vacation there. I worked all the time. So I do relate to everybody, even though I, make fun of myself a little bit about, you know, being the Kim Kardashian. But, you know, I know how how hard it is to open up a business. Um, I know about all of the different regulations and certifications and all that. Um, You know, we built this little small restaurant and uh, and it failed, you know, and it was, you know, it's embarrassing with uh, with with uh, with friends and with, you know, folks that that. you know, expect you to, to do well or, or maybe expect you to fail and they're just waiting on it, you know? And, uh, I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot from that situation. And I think that's probably why I appreciate, um, everybody that's in barbecue so much, you know? 
Oh, no, I, I agree with you. And, you know, touching on that, saying, you know, everyone that – when you open a restaurant and you're like, I really don't want to fail, and then some, some unfortunately, like, you do fail. Um, you know, you didn't really fail in a sense. It, it didn't work maybe, but – you're still you're still loving barbecue. You're still you still love food. You're still super passionate about it, and you're still spreading the word. So maybe that road wasn't for you, but you found mm-hmm. your path. And I think that that um, too many people throw that you know throw the failure word around. It's like oh you failed because you didn't do your first like you know your first vision. You didn't you didn't finish that. And I don't think that should be. Um, I think people should rethink that. Because you didn't fail. To me, you didn't fail. Um, maybe the restaurant didn't do well. And that's fine. Because, fuck, dude. And 90% of restaurants close within the first fucking three years anyways. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. insanity percentage-wise. Like, <laughs> the numbers are stacked for you to fail. And if you look at most restaurants, a lot of them fail due to food cost and labor cost. That's, that's really it. And then... Mm-hmm. It, it, there's just so like when you own a restaurant or if you own, if you work in the in food industry, you own a restaurant, dude, it is constant chaos, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and, and there is no break. There really isn't. And, um, especially if you're more on the owner side of it, there is so much shit moving behind the scenes that people do not see that it, it's just insanity to me. Like it really is. When, when somebody comes up to you and complains about, like, something that isn't a real complaint, I want to be like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm on my 18th hour of the day. Maybe that fell through the crack. Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. You know, and, and <laughs> that's all you can say. And yet, usually that's not good enough for them. But whatever. Yeah. and Or these Yelpers that, that, you know. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the, all the, on either Yelp or Instagram that talk shit, too. This guy busted his ass, you know, to cook this food. If you don't like it, then walk away, dude. You know, I mean, shit, go, go somewhere else. You know, the but, funny um, thing is, you know, I was going to say the funny thing is, no, go ahead. I have a funny story about that. Um, you know, I've had people like talk to me about our food and they're like, oh man, I really liked it. But, you know, I don't like this part of it. Okay. You don't, you guys, we don't sauce any of our meat. D- none of it. Mm-hmm. It does not get sauced. There's sauce on there. We do a house made sauce. It's a very simple barbecue sauce. It is not meant to blow the world. It's not meant to be, you know, whatever, but just very simple sauce. And we'll get, well, why don't you sauce your pulled pork? It'd be better if it's, if you sauced it. Cool. We don't mm-hmm. do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. People are always trying to tell you how to do your business, you know, like, well, hell, why don't you open your own business? You know, um, you know, go, going back to my, to my business is I, I can look back now on it and see why I failed. And you know, it's, it, it's because I had people in my pockets and I couldn't be there the whole time. I couldn't manage the whole time because I still had a full-time job yep. and so did my wife I hired her to help me out but first we're in my pocket yep 
extra food. Or, you know, and, and so that's why. So I don't want to discourage anyone. If you have a dream, follow your dream and go after it, right? But uh, I, you know, now in retrospect, you this is what happened. If I could do it over again, which I'm never going to do it again, I'm never going to open a restaurant again. But if I were to do it again, I'd know what uh, what I need to fix. So, um, yeah, just you know, you live and you learn. Throwing that out there for anybody that, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But um, yeah, so now I get to talk to folks and learn their stories, you know, and be inspired by them, you know. But and, and you, somebody's got to share that story. Because if there isn't people yeah. sharing the story, then the story doesn't matter. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, exactly, it really man. doesn't. Yeah, there, there's, and you know what? People don't see California as, as a barbecue destination or, or, or city. But I guarantee you, a lot of these underground guys that are out here can put it to some of the guys out in Texas or uh kansas city or or wherever these guys are really doing some great barbecue out here right and and those stories are the ones that we want to get out not only are they are they doing great barbecue there's pit builders out here that are kicking ass and and sending pits all over the all over the world um there's you know there's there's so much going on and and since it's la and hollywood you know some of these guys actually get to get on some cool shows and stuff like that too. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's great, man, to, to be able to kind of be in an area that's not really known that much for barbecue and, and to be able to, to tell the story. So, um, you know, right now I'm working on a Tex-Mex barbecue series and, uh, and got a lot of, uh, a lot of folks from, uh, from Texas on this. So, um, I've got, uh, seven episodes out right now and my eighth one and final one for the series will be coming out next Monday. But, uh, that's, you know, that's something that's pretty hot right now. Tex-Mex barbecue and growing up with uh, Mexican family. Um, it's something that's very intriguing and close to my heart because we would do tortillas and brisket and throw some salsa and beans on it all day you know yep so it's it's really cool it's really cool that that's on fire right now and i'm and that's what i'm kind of kind of working on telling some of those stories well i mean if you look at barbecue as a whole um there's there's your four regions which don't even really sum up what barbecue really is. You can't, like, yes, you can kind of pull from other ones, like, pull from them, but you got, you know, Georgia barbecue that's not a region, technically. You got Mississippi barbecue. Um, you got Oklahoma barbecue. You got barbecue that's happening up in the Northeast right now is fucking on fire and crazy, right? There's Florida boys that are barbecuing super well. Um, there's barbecue in Virginia, uh, in Richmond that is, that is, you know, doing, doing crazy, amazing barbecue out there. Uh, there's barbecue in Portland that is blowing people's rocks off. And then same thing with there's, there's some fucking badass barbecue in California. There's badass barbecue in Colorado. Barbecue is starting to grow as a whole. And I don't mean chain barbecue i mean better real fucking barbecue 
people that are giving a shit about what pits they're cooking on, how they're cooking, whether they're cooking over real wood or not real wood, which I think a lot more people are going towards that. Hey, I want to cook over real wood. I want those flavors. You have to cook over real wood to get those flavors out. I'm sorry. I don't care what you guys say. I can. I, I know all my pellet friends are going to hate me. Uh, I mean, they already hate me, so it doesn't matter. Um, and if you want that real authentic barbecue, dude, they didn't cook over fucking, you know, pellets when barbecue first started. No, they used real wood. Yes, some burned it down into coals and, and threw it in, but they used real wood. They started with a real product and they they created that. And I think there's so many so many things right now with the technology and the craziness that that's they're starting to figure it out and people are missing that and they're they're like, oh, but it's so much easier, it's so much easier. It's a fucking outdoor crock pot. That's what it is. And if you're doing it inside, then it's an indoor fucking crock pot. Um if you're if you're a restaurant doing it, I mean, if you're a restaurant doing it and it's not your main focus, that's fine. Use a pellet smoker, use something like that. But if you're gonna have a pit master and somebody that says that they're they are the pit master there, dude, they gotta know how to control a fire and control a temperature and control a pit, cause that that's really the art of it. And I think a lot of the guys out in California are really like they're digging into that, and everyone else is really digging into that and trying to bring really good barbecue to places yeah man that it, it's so freaking exciting you know there there's so many rules and regulations here that don't yes. let um rest yeah they don't let restaurants have stick burners um so they're they're having to go with with um you know gas assisted or you know and so that that's why there's a lot of underground barbecue yep and that's why that's the the best barbecue you can find because you'll go to this backyard and there's a line of people or um, or you'll go to this event and there's, you know, two hour long lines to, to get barbecue because people understand and taste the difference. And, um, you know, another thing is that, you know, all of these different cultures uh, are starting to incorporate barbecue into their food. You know, you got Blood Brothers out in Houston that that's just killing with with fried rice and these crazy ribs and you got uh, you know you, you uh, Tex-Mex is something that we were talking about but you got koi and in Houston that's doing like a uh, like pho and and brisket on there yep and you got these pizzas that are throwing you know pork belly on them and you you know it's barbecue is just booming right now and and you know all of these folks that are infusing their own cultures into it, uh, it, it's just incredible. I, I just love it, and it's just growing and growing. And and I think I, I, I hopped in at the right time because uh, you know you don't you're not going to run out of of things to talk about because there's so much going on right now. Yep, and I mean we just did we teamed up with an amazing uh, wood fire pizza place, and we did we did a barbecue pop up with them where we took our smoked meats, we obviously cooled them down completely, and then added them onto pizzas and made barbecue pizzas. And man, mm. they were amazing. Just just amazing mm. pizzas. And we just had such a great time doing that. 
it was just, it was amazing being like, okay, cool. We're going to, you know, we're taking brisket and we're putting it on a pizza. And then, you know, throwing it back into the, you know, the wood fire and bringing it out. It's, it's coming out hot. It's, it's just coming perfect. People are, are getting that, you know, great crunch out of, out of the uh, pizza dough. And then it, it all these flavors are mixing together and they're just enjoying the shit out of it. You know what I mean? And they're, they're having a great time. Yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. It, it, that's exactly what I'm talking about, you know? And, and, and I, I go to these, like I have, uh, I have the Texas monthly barbecue festival coming up at the end of the month and, um, you know, they'll invite the top 50 and usually get about 30 or so folks cooking there. And that's their moment to kind of, you know, try new fun things. And a lot of times that's where, you know, these little festivals are, are big festivals that are, that are happening all over the country. Um, you, you know, you stick to Instagram and you're like, holy cow. I know, I know you interviewed the guys from smoke sheet, Ryan and, yeah. and, and Ryan was talking about, you know, that guy travels all over the place and his Instagram is awesome. Yep. And, and, and you see all of these infusions, you know, with the, uh, with the chimichangas and you're uh, looking at, uh, you know, all, all this crazy stuff. And, and that's, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why I like going to all of these festivals and, and um, little events because they get so creative and, and um, you know, there, there was a, uh, at truth barbecue, there was a, um, a benefit for Brian Furman his his restaurant burnt down in uh in georgia and so they had a benefit out in uh, at truth barbecue and uh and man there there was some oxtail from uh, matt horn horn barbecue there there was i mean there was uh elliot moss was there and he did a he did a whole hog and you got uh wayne miller that's doing some little um uh little lamb uh lamb chops <laughs> and you're like what the heck you know it's just like there's so much r cool stuff at all these events. And that's, that's one of the reasons I, I, I love, you know, I love traveling and eating and, and, uh, and going to, to all of these events because you get to see a lot of those, um, different, different fusions that, uh, you normally don't get to at, uh, at a lot of restaurants. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you, if you're seeing a lot of that out your way too, but I imagine so. Yeah. Definitely, we are starting to see more fusions, and we're starting to do more fusions. Which is, as a chef and a bar and a pit master, um, it it's so much fun to be able to do them. You know what I mean? When you when you sit yeah. there and you, and you sit down with another chef and you go, "Let's make something fun. Let let let's have some fun." And um, I think a lot of the the like you said, the festivals are you're able to do these fusions. And you're able to do this fun stuff because it, sometimes the, some of the stuff that they're doing at those festivals, it just doesn't make sense to bring into the restaurant. You know what I mean? It, not enough people are going to mm -hmm. order it before it goes bad for it to be cost effective. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's mm -hmm. so many there. There's so much of that, like that thought process that I'm sure goes into all of all of us is you know when we're like okay well is this practical to bring back to the restaurant is this pack practical to bring back to the food truck is this practical to bring back to the pop-ups like 
what what is practical what you know what's a good idea and um it's just it, it it allows us to play you know what i mean and that's the best part mm-hmm. and when when we can play with food and play, and play with our flavors and play with all that stuff that's when crazy shit happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly exactly one of the new and cool things that i learned a lot about whenever i moved out to california is this whole santa maria style you know um and and that's that's everywhere here too you know and and that's now starting to catch on a lot out in uh, out in Texas. You know, I, I see uh, new Santa Maria grills being built and delivered all over the place. I know uh, Evie Mays has is, is just built one and sending it out here, out here to California. And, uh, and you know, tri-tip and ribs over the over the the grill like that. Man, that's that's some great stuff. There's a guy Will's barbecue out here that sets up at like gyms and stuff and cooks on a Santa Maria grill and is doing like crazy ribs. And, um, you know, there's, there's another guy that that's uh, it's meathead barbecue, Logan Cahoon that started cooking in at a gym right outside, right in front of a gym. He was selling his barbecue and this guy like does crazy, you know, uh, uh, Wagyu briskets and he's a, he's a meat distributor by day and, and, and cooks on the weekends. And, you know, there's, there's so much cool stuff happening, but, uh, yeah, California is, 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 is on fire and, and not only smoked meats, but over the fire grilling, uh, and those, uh, those, those, uh, cool Santa Maria. I know you talk about grills and pits all the time and that's a big interest of years but you know those santa maria grills are something that i never even really i had seen them before but i had never um thought that it was a, a big deal but in california it's it's definitely a big deal and you can get that style of of cooking out here on the weekends and it's it's amazing it's incredible so that's another thing that we're focusing on a little bit as well I mean the Santa Maria, ugh, Santa Maria grills, dude. Those things are so much fun to play around with. <laughs> like they are just amazing cooking devices. Uh, being able to control that heat, you know, cranking it up, cranking it down, putting it where you really want it. Um, and then there's no real thermometer on it. You know what I mean? It's it's all just you're kind of you're kind of going off the the height and the you know your hand of where you think that that flame should be. And then, um, yeah, dude, try tip. Whew. You're, 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 you're all, I'm all about that right now. I've, you know, I've been about it for a while. It's still not the easiest thing to source out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we're, we're about to do a class. We're going to be doing a, a barbecue class. And we're actually going to do tri-tip. We teamed up with the butcher shop out here. And the guy's like, I'm like, do you guys, like, we were in there talking. I'm like, do you guys have tri-tip? He's like, yeah. He's like, we just call it a ranch roast. And I'm like, why? Just fucking call it tri-tip. He goes, he goes here's the weird thing. He goes, if I call it tri-tip, no one buys it. If I call it a ranch roast, it it moves. <laughs> People are all over that shit. I'm like, what? 
He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, literally no. He's like, no one will ask for a tri tip. He's like, it, it doesn't matter. He's like, nobody knows what the fuck it is. Yeah, that's crazy. He's like, but yet <laughs> you throw the word ranch roast and like, oh, it's just a roast. That's fine. So obviously, a lot of these dudes, a lot of these people are not grilling or or smoking or barbecuing it in a sense. Um, they're probably just using it as a roast, which it's like, man, you are missing out on the amazing flavors by, you know, by you just using that in, in either, you know, as a roast or maybe they're putting it into a crock pot and just, you know, putting a bunch of other stuff into it and then, and then kind of just eating it that way. It's like, man, that, that meat is so much better than what you're giving, <laughs> you know, than what you're doing yeah. with it. Like you can have some yeah. of the, the best steak that you've ever had off a tri-tip. Man, I, I had never even had it until I came out here. You know, I was like, holy shit, this is pretty damn good, you know? And at first I was like, no, nah, I'm from Texas. We're brisket, you know, we're ribs, we're sausage. We're... And uh, one of my buddies invited me to um Super Bowl party when I first moved here. And he was grilling out and he made uh he was smoking meats and grilling. He had like four pits in his backyard. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna be good friends. And uh <laughs> he, he pulls out this tri-tip that's so juicy and flavorful. And I mean, I was just I was floored. I was like, what is this again? This is this is what I've been hearing about, this tri-tip. Like man, this is this is great stuff. So yeah, man, I'm I'm learning a lot out here as well. You know, I think they have a little bit of kind of the the whole naming convention changes out here too, because I'm used to you know going to the store and buying fajitas, and like here they don't have it. It's like um, it's called ranchero, or you know, like hey, you can get some ranchero. Or you can get some, you know, the skirt steak or whatever. Yep. But uh, but they don't call it fajitas, you know, the beef meat, you know. So, um, so yeah, and and I I guess it's probably the same thing, you know. They're like I don't know if it'll move if we call it fajitas. We'll, so we'll just call it ranchero or we'll call it, you know, whatever you know, whatever you want to call it. But um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's crazy and it's just this weird. Um, just mentality of people. Right. And that's yeah. why I've said, I've said this for years. People are like, Oh, well, I can't find this at my butcher shop. Take a picture of what you want and go to your butcher and show mm -hmm. him that photo and be like, this is the piece of meat that I am looking for. Nine times out of 10, the guy's going to be like, Oh, it's this. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be like, no, it's not. It's not, you know, that's not what everyone else is calling it. It's like, doesn't matter what everyone else is fucking calling it. Just, literally buy it it's gonna taste the exact same i can promise you that you know what i mean like exactly. i promise we um we just did uh we did a cook at one of my buddy's stores uh he he's now carrying our entire rub line for fire and smoke uh guys if you don't know about that if you haven't listened to the beginning of this new podcast uh i own a company called fire and smoke barbecue company uh we did did put out a a rub line. Uh, there's some cool rubs on there. Go check them out. Um, but basically what he's doing, we, we did just, you know, sampling. Cause we're like, we gotta, we gotta get these rubs to move off your shelf. Um, and if anyone owns a rub line out there or you're thinking about doing a rub line, you got to move those rubs off people's shelves. Uh, they're not going to do it for you. 
And I'm like, okay, cool. What we're going to do is we're going to do a, you know, we're going to do sampling in front of the store so that, you know, people are like, oh, well, this flavor's fantastic. I'm going to go pick it up in the store. And mm-hmm. we, we were, you know, we're, we're sitting there, you know, doing, doing the rub and, uh, started starting to cook. And it's so funny how hard it is to give people free stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is in insanely difficult to give people free stuff. But where I was going with this was we took, I did, um, I took cross cut beef ribs, mm-hmm. right? And I marinated them over 24 hours, quick marinade, uh, with our classic seasoning and then a little bit of teriyaki, some brown sugar, and a little bit of cloves of onions, or not, um, uh, cloves of garlic. And I, I just grilled them off really fast. And everyone was like, oh my God, these are so good. And one of the guys is like, how do I get those? He's like, I've never seen those at the butcher shop. He's like, how did you, like, what did you say to them? And I'm like, you just need them cross cut, cross, you know, cross the bone. And I'm like, most butcher shops will do it for you. All you got to do is ask. And he's like, seriously, that's all I got to do? I'm like, yeah, just ask. (laughs) That's all you got to do. I'm like, you know, I'm like, if you have an Asian market in the area, they will probably carry it that way. Um, A lot of Asian cuisine lends itself to that cross cut thinner rib or thinner uh, beef rib because the meat is so delicious around it. It's just most people don't know what the hell to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That short rib, they just don't know what to do with it. Consider yeah. you cook a short rib hot and fast, you're, I mean, it's fucking shoe leather. And, I, and I'm not talking <laughs> hot and fast like 300. I, I'm literally, we were searing these things off at 550, 600. And they were only on there for maybe 90 seconds to a to 120 seconds aside, and they, you know they were just very Damn. very quick. It was just a very quick cook, but it was it, yeah. It, it that it lends itself to that because the teriyaki breaks it down and the brown sugar helps break down those proteins, um, so they're not super chewy. That they're still good and there's still a good bite to them, and they stay super juicy and super <laughs> flavorful. Um, but I digress. But, it, you know, it was just so much fun being able to show people a new cut that nobody's seen. Yeah. Uh, that, it's funny because when before I uh, before I jumped on to uh, – I was excited to do the interview with you. But I'm like, man, what are, what are people going to learn from me? And I'm like, there we go. Finally. <laughs> I knew you would throw in something where you would teach people something. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, because you always do, and I and I love that about your show. Because again, you guys are more, you know, you guys are talking about everything, including technique and all of that stuff. So I, I love it, man. I love it. Um, you know, we just you know, where's mine? A good barbecue show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And uh, you know, we, we, I'm like this feel good, funny, cool stories that are like my buddy uh, Phil Martin at Black Cat Barbecue. He has a. Uh, he has a uh, he does a pop up at uh, at the Beverly Hills Farmers Market, and I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. I want to go out to Beverly Hills Farmers Market. Let me see if I run into some, you know, some stars out there or something, you know. 
And, um, and you know, I talked to him about, uh, you know, how are the customers out there? Are they kind of snotty or are they, you know, like, no, man, everybody's really cool. You know, we get, I've, I've fed all these stars and, um, you know, Wolfgang Puck's one of my regulars. He's got pictures of him coming out and, and buying meat from him and uh, Fluffy comes out to him. And, you know, so it's like a bunch of really cool, fun stories like that. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to get out. You know, that we're, we're trying to tell some of these cool stories that maybe most people may not even really know about or, or hear about, but it's interesting. Like for me, it was interesting, um, just to hear about, you know, cause for me coming from Texas, growing up over there and thinking about Beverly Hills, you just think of, you know, Ferraris and, you know, rich people and like, you know, all of that kind of stuff, you know, yep. but, uh, but yeah, man, that's that's kind of that's kind of what we're trying to get out. These these uh, fun and, and cool stories. It's you know, I guess if if you're wanting to learn how to cook and, and how to, you know, temperatures and and all of that, you know, man meat barbecue is your spot or, you know, but um, yeah, I, I wish I wish I knew a lot more to get in, in depth and into the weeds. But, you know, we're, we're just kind of high level having fun. And, and that's what this whole show is about. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to beg anybody to get on the show or anything like that. It's just, I'm not trying to make any money off of it. I'm just having fun. And, you know, if I can help a small business, um, by getting their, awesome. their story out there, that's, that's all, that's all I want to do, man. That's it. it it's, it, that's such a great thing to do though. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're one of the best out there in that sense of trying to help small businesses. I mean, it's so important. Like I said, because if you don't tell their story, I mean, it, it's cool when they tell their own story, but it, it I don't think it hits home quite as much. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. Like you telling that story, it will hit home like 15 times harder for somebody else. Why? Because, I mean, nobody really glorifies themselves the same way somebody else does. Um, mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with somebody else glorifying your story, not glorifying, but, but telling your story and, and being like, Hey, this dude's doing something awesome or this chick's doing something awesome. And it, it being a, a family and a, you, you spreading, spreading that knowledge and that wealth. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And like I said, I, I think your show's awesome. I've, I've learned a lot from it and, uh, you have some such, such cool, such cool people and, and such versatile uh, people as well. Like, you know, fit griller was one of my favorite. He talked a lot about, you know, the, um, you know, internet stuff and social media and all of that. And, and then I was like, man, he got mega Texas before I got mega Texas from Fresno, California, like, man, I'm not doing my job. You know, you know, you know the funny you thing, the funny thing about mega Texas, great dude, amazing human actually, but I, yeah. okay. So I'm literally in Hawaii with uh barbecue queen and we're, we're sitting, we're sitting by the pool drinking and just talking. And she's like, you know who you need to get on the show? And I'm like, who? She's like mega Texas. And I'm like, who the fuck is mega Texas? <laughs> like not, not being like a dick, but it's just like, I'm like, who the fuck is that? And she's like, no, no. She's like, grab your phone right now and look him up. And I looked him up and I was like, holy shit. I literally clicked message 
sent him a message immediately. And I was like, hey, you need to get on the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. (laughs) it, it, It was one of those things. And I guess he he enlightened me. I guess when I first started the show, I guess I knew who he was. And I asked him to be on the show. And somehow it just didn't line up. And then three years later, when she was like, Megatax, I'm like, who the fuck is Megataxes? Because unfortunately, <laughs> I don't have, like, shit. When you look at Instagram and you look at so much social media shit, there's so much white noise that it's like mm-hmm. somebody that I may have talked to. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't know that. So I was just super stoked that she like brought it back to my attention. Totally got him on the show. Super cool dude. I it was just it was so amazing to be able to talk to him. Yeah. It really was. That's a cool story, man. See, I even got a story out of you. Sometimes I give good <laughs> stories. That's all we're here for, right? <laughs> we're here to share good stories and and have a good time and and chat barbecue because that's all barbecue is, is good stories and good food. And when you look at when you look at food in general, I mean, that that's where, you know, you you never have a good story that really doesn't revolve somewhat around food. You know, yeah. no, there's no yeah. good family memory. No one's ever like, oh, by the way, we had this awesome family memory. We didn't eat anything. You know, it, it, there's always <laughs> like there's always food somewhere in that story. And. I, I mean, like my biggest family memories are always around, you know, around food. Cause I think, I think that's what yeah. it is. That's what you celebrate. You, you know, somebody does something good. You go out to dinner, right? Yep. And I mean, no great yeah, man. started with a salad. So we talk about meat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. I mean, you got even. There's stories where barbecue saved people's lives, you know, like I was headed down the wrong track and, and, um, you know, if it wasn't for barbecue and, and finding that passion to take me away from some, some bad things in life. I know, uh, Joseph Quay, our JQs shared something personal with us in, uh, in one of our interviews. And I'm like, isn't that such a cool thing, you know, that, you know, barbecue is something that. Um, you can be so passionate about that can that can help you forget about everything else, um, maybe even an addiction or maybe even any hard time that you've ever been into. Um, so not only does it bring you together with friends and family and creates this crazy bond, but it also can be that um, and like like you said, you're at peace whenever you're cooking. That's you know that's you forget about everything else and you're just you know, zoned in on that. And, uh, it's crazy, man. And, and that's, you know, all of those stories are, are what, what I love about barbecue. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a distinct story and, um, and every story should be heard, you know? So, um, that's why I appreciate your show and, and all the other shows that I listen to. I'm not in any kind of competition or anything like that. I'm a, I'm a fan of barbecue, the shows, the food, the people, the merchandise, the social media, everything. I'm I'm just a fan of barbecue, period. You know, so. I think it's funny when I, I, I will – I've asked certain uh, barbecue guys, certain barbecue show guys, hey, do you want to come on the show? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, yeah. why? And they're like, well, isn't it kind of a conflict of interest? And I was like, why? And they're like, well, what do you mean, why? I go, I put out an hour to an hour and – 
half half long episode a week, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yep, cool." How many hours do you have in a day? How many hours do you have in a week? And they're like, "Well, there's you know blah 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 blah. There's twenty four hours a day. Blah blah blah. There's so many." Blah, blah. And I go, "Do you think that they just listen to my fucking podcast on loop? No, screw it. <laughs> We're an hour a week." Guess what? Mm-hmm. If you if you're a nerdy enough barbecue dude to sit and listen to me talk barbecue with somebody for an hour a week, you're gonna want more. I know I would I know I want more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go listen to this podcast, that podcast, this podcast, especially for some of my buddies that drive a lot. Dude, they're like, I you just don't understand. Like, I don't feel like sometimes you don't feel like listening to the music. You don't, you just need something that is different and the podcast is where it's at. And I know when I'm on like super long drives, I'll listen to music for a little bit of it and then it's a podcast and you know what I mean? Or, or unfortunately I know people are going to be like, wow, you're a super nerd or it's, it's, I'm listening to a lot of books on, you know, audio books about, the restaurant industry about, you know, building businesses and doing all that kind of stuff because you, you got to educate yourself because if you don't, then you're just a moron. So it's always like, make sure you educate yourself, make sure you know what the hell you're talking about and, uh, keep moving. So I, I listen to a lot of, you know, books on tape, uh, just cause you, people frown upon you reading books while driving. yeah you know what i mean yeah 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 and i'm one of those guys that drives all the time and that's why i'm so you know i'm the the nerd that's listening to several podcasts and it's great though yeah it's fucking great i i don't know like i'm a big fan of joe rogan and like joe rogan's a big fan of everyone you know doing a podcast or a lot of people doing a podcast maybe everyone shouldn't but um but you know he's always like hey you got something cool to talk about fucking do a podcast do this do that and it's so interesting like how people are like oh you don't think that's kind of like you know they're gonna compete with you no dude no one's everyone's gonna listen to what they want to listen to anyways and let's be honest the more the merrier i want people to listen to your podcast that's why i think it's cool that you were like yeah i'll come on your podcast that's fantastic Awesome. I want I want a ton of people to know about your podcast because I think that's something cool that you're doing. Um, now, let me ask you this question. Are you strictly focusing on doing – do you do your podcasts in person or are you doing some of them, you know, over Skype and over stuff like this so that you can get pitmasters kind of all over the country? Or are you just kind of focusing on that California scene right now? Um, well, the way it started off, because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. No one, no one does. Yeah. No one does. I had a little recorder and so I was going and I was doing them all in person. And then I figured out, well, you could do it on Skype and record some calls. And I'm like, oh, okay. So now I've been doing that. And so my Tex-Mex barbecue series, um, has mainly all been, uh, over, you know, over recordings over, uh, over Skype. So yeah, I've just learned that and I've kind of now getting to where I'm comfortable with it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm my, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm starting to get better and, and, and I'll be able to stretch out more and be able to interview folks. Um, I, you know, I, so yeah. And long answer, but short answer to your question is yes. Now I'm starting to use Skype and we'll be able to, to, uh, you know, take on other pit masters from across the country. So I'm looking so forward cool. to it. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Honestly, I, I think it's super duper cool what you're doing. Um, if we can help in any way, shape or form, please do not hesitate uh, send email, send carrier pigeon, send whatever you need to, uh, to get a hold of me. Uh, carrier pigeon usually works best on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, just kidding. But, uh, it, it, it's, it, it's crazy how I, I mean, like I'm, I'm all about helping and how, you know, spreading, spreading that barbecue love. Yeah, man. And you know, you don't know how much I appreciate you reaching out. You're the, you're the first uh, podcast that has reached out and and got me on, man. So I, I feel very fortunate to uh, to be on your show. It's your show's great. I uh, I love tuning in. I, I've learned so much uh, from from just listening to you. Like I said, there's there's you know always a good tip, always good tips and things to learn uh, from your show. And and I learned from all the other podcasts. You know, I'm like. Oh, I'm getting a little. I'm gonna steal a little bit of this. I'm gonna steal a little bit of that from, you know, to tr to try to make myself a little better as well. Like well, I, I might get, I might hire, I might get somebody to do my introductions too, man. I'm doing, well, I'm doing my own introductions. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is when people are when people say like I'm gonna steal this, I'm gonna steal that. Realistically, you're not stealing anything. What you're doing is you're taking the best quality that you see in that person and you're sharing it, right? Yeah. And yeah. what what I the, the the biggest thing that I learned way way back in the day um, was take other people's styles and make them your own. Don't copy them completely. You know what I mean? Like, don't be like, "Hey, I'm going to be a carbon copy of this human." Uh, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, take what you like out of this guy, take what you like out of this person, take what you like out of that one, take what you like out of that and then create yourself. And then you're creating something completely new. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's so cool. Cause then it's like, Oh, I kind of see a hint of, you know, this influence and that influence. And if you, if, if you're a music guy in any way, shape or form, <clears throat> do you really think like the bands that you're listening to, what do you think they only listen to that style of music? You know what I mean? No, no. they listen yeah. to a bunch of shit and then they create. You know what I mean? Because mm. if you're only in one little um, zone, man, dude, you're just going to make the most boringest shit in the world. <laughs> you are. Like, exactly. If, if, you, yeah. if you're a horse with blinders on, then all you see is the shit that's in front of you. You got to mm -hmm. have that peripheral, peripheral vision. Yep, exactly. Yeah, man. Well said, brother. And that's that's what I'm trying to do, man. I think it's great, guys. If it, once again, it's I Crush Barbecue Show. It's I Crush BBQ Show on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else. I want to make sure that they get that right. Um, that is one of the things that everyone struggles with when they shorten down that BBQ. Uh, some people try to spell it out. And it's not always the easiest to correct or some things will not pick it up correctly if you are searching for it. But I'm sure that if you search the Google uh, for iCrush Barbecue show, it will come up. 
But, uh, mm-hmm. I, like I said, dude, I want to say thank you so much for coming on our show, hanging out with us. I think it's, I think what you're doing is so cool and I can't wait to watch you grow and watch you become just this, this monster of a show that you're going to become. It's just fantastic. I, I, <laughs> I am so grateful that there's somebody out there that's doing what you're doing. Um, and all the other barbecue shows, uh, I, I love, you know, I love all of them and I'm a big, I'm a big fan of them. I listen to them. Like I said, there's a lot more than one hour a week to listen. Um, so I just think it's super cool that there's so many cool barbecue shows because I know when I first started, uh, there, there was about one and then there was another one that started, uh, when I started and that guy's no longer around. And I, I remember him telling me that I was too all over the place and that my barbecue show would never, um, would never survive. And I, I kind of laughed at him and I go, okay, good luck, bro. Uh, and he became <laughs> that guy, like on his show, he was being like, I think in like the fifth or sixth episode, he was like, please, please go to my Amazon link and buy all your barbecue needs through my Amazon link because I need to make money so that my wife will let me keep doing this show. And I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> sounds like you're doing a great fucking job, bro. You know what I mean? Like he was just one of those dudes and it was like, whatever. But it's, it's been really cool being able to watch this transition of numerous dudes starting barbecue podcasts. And you know, there, there were a couple when I first started that like people started it and there, there was, you know, four or five episodes and then, and then, you know, just didn't go any further. So it's really cool to see kind of where podcasting has gone and where barbecue podcasting has gone in general, it really is. Um, it, it, it's really a really cool sight to see. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. You're you're a damn good human being, Michael K. You 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 do a lot for the barbecue world, and um, you know, just having me on, dude. I, I really appreciate it, and and giving me a shout out, giving me an opportunity to do this. Um, you know, I'm a big fan. I always will be. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, brother. So normally we end this podcast with me asking you three cooking tips, but I'm going to, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And I'm going to ask you this. If you could go back to the beginning of when you started thinking about doing the podcast and doing all that stuff, and give yourself three tips to shorten that learning curve. What would those be? Um, <clears throat> hmm. I would. Um, I would probably uh, have invested in a uh, in a good microphone. Uh, and I don't have a great microphone. I have a decent microphone. Um, a little sooner. Uh, I would have probably researched. Uh, the whole um, being able to record calls on Skype or, or, or figure out figured out how to do it before I started doing it. That way I wasn't limiting myself and and killing myself driving across town for two hours. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to to get a face to face interview. Um, and I guess uh, let me see number three. Um, I think. I would have, and, and you know what? I think I, I was going to say 
have a have a plan whenever you start interviewing folks, but you can't really plan until you start doing it. Like once I started doing it, um, then I kind of started finding my way. Um, so I don't know if if you can go back and say, hey, you know what? I would probably say just jump right in and do it and learn as you go. You know, so. Uh, maybe I wouldn't change that, but I would go back and tell myself the same thing that I told myself when I started is just jump in, go for it and see where it goes. Um, you know, not everybody's going to love you and and um, not everybody's going to hate you. So if you're having fun with it, just just do it. So, you know, that's they probably say, what I would tell myself. One of your haters are your biggest fans. Yeah, right. They pay attention to every move you make. Yeah, the best ones. (laughs) There's a bunch of them out there, man. You know. Hey, I got my I got my fan group. I'm sure I got people that hate me. I want to say I love (laughs) you all. It's fantastic. You know what I mean? Like it's now that we do we like with the barbecue company and all that stuff. It's funny we'll get we'll get criticism, and and I don't think people know how to take take me when I get criticism. Mm-hmm. because like people will be like you know one guy was like hey dude your coleslaw sucks and i was like thank you <laughs> and he like didn't know what to say like he was like what i was like thank you <laughs> and he's like no no he's like, i'm telling you that it sucks and i'm like no i guess i understand thank you <laughs> and then it's like you, you just doesn't know what to say you know what i mean and it's like yeah like we've gotten that as a bad comp that was a you know whatever that's like one of our bad compliments and then we got the your brisket is fatty and i was like (laughs) my answer was yes (laughs) like (laughs) i don't know i don't don't know thank (laughs) you yeah like uh i love the fatty yeah like okay like I just didn't know, and then we did have one guy that was like, "Your pork belly's fatty," and I was like, "Correct." <laughs> and he's like, "No, no." He's like, "It's." He's like, "Is it supposed to be?" I'm like, "Yes." And he was like, "Oh, I wish I would have known that." Like, <laughs> you ordered it, bro. Oh, Figured you knew who the fuck it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> your, your your pork belly's fatty. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah you, you don't want your how, you don't want your pigs to be skinny, man. You, you well, want some fat on them. It, it's funny how a fatty cut is fatty. Yeah, right. Like, when's the last time you went to the grocery store, bought bacon, bro, and it was like super just lean? Uh, never. <laughs> right. Why? Because you want some flavor in that fucker. You know what I mean? Like, you want some flavor in that. That's where we're getting at. <laughs> but hey, yes, you know, it, it's it's the world that we live in. Everyone's a everyone's a five star chef and a criticism and a critic. But I love you all. So thank you. Man, I like I said Thank you, haters. Exactly. Thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us, and chatting barbecue. If you can do me one last favor, tell everyone where they can follow you on the internet. Um, well, on the internet, anywhere in social media, IG, Facebook, uh, it's I crush BBQ show, or you can email me at I crush BBQ show at gmail.com. That's it. Perfect, dude. Thank you.
You better.